Hey Swifters, and welcome to episode two of the Swiftcast. Thanks so much for all the kind comments on episode one. I really appreciated them. And the debut Zwiftcast clocked up around 2,000 plays, which was pretty gratifying. But enough of that. What have we got coming up in this episode? We've got some free stuff, which is always good. Wahoo are offering one ticker HRM strap and one kicker training mat in a Zwiftcast competition. Details on how to enter later, as well as an interview with Wahoo. Ray Brown, fast becoming a Zwift legend thanks to his massive mileage rides. He tells us how he does it. I want to go in that dark hole. I, I want to find that pain. I want to, I want to see it. I want to embrace it. And, and I want to live it and just fight it. Ted King, pro rider and Zwift ambassador, answers questions posed by the Zwift community. Mm-hmm. If you weren't an ambassador for Zwift, would you use it? Seriously? Yes. <laughs> Unequivocally, yes. And we're checking in with the Zwifter, who's partway through a popular workout program, the 12-week FTP Builder. How's he doing? Plus, a fascinating three-way chat with a racing Zwifter and his coach. The racer grabbed a win recently with the help of his coach in real time, who just happened to be hundreds of miles away. Kind of like a virtual director sportive. So I came up with this concept of... of coaching people virtually and and we tried it and I think it was very successful. Let's get some news. The World Bicycle Relief event on Zwift was a huge success with over 5,000 Zwifters taking part. A total of 125,089 miles was ridden in a 24-hour period. That triggered a payment of $40,000 from bike company Trek to the charity, which gets people on utility bikes in Africa. Separately, Zwift riders raised over $20,000, and intriguingly, one Zwift rider was so impressed that he or she contacted the charity and pledged what's being called a very large donation. We don't know how much, but it sounds big. There were 79 Imperial and 221 metric centuries. Congratulations to everyone who took part. Zwift launched its long-awaited workout editor just a few days ago. It seemed to be well-received, and towards the end of the Zwiftcast, I'll be chatting with Shane Miller about it. And the new Zwift sport of pro rider spotting continues. We're seeing riders from MTN Quebecer in game, which is not that surprising, given that Zwift and MTM are working together. But increasingly, other pros seem to be diving in. The Yates boys from Orica Greenedge seem enthusiastic Zwifters. And we even heard rumours of a sighting of Belgian classics hero Greg van Avermetz. let's have our regular review of some of the more interesting stuff that's cropped up on the Facebook groups over the past couple of weeks. 
Welcome to the Zwiftcast to Carissa Min, who'll be a familiar name from the Facebook groups. Carissa, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm excellent, thank you very much. Now let's get straight into some chat about what's been going on on the Facebook groups. And and one of the subjects that I thought was particularly eye-catching and got lots of responses was, how do you explain Zwift to a non-Zwifter? It's interesting because I started out as the wife of a Zwifter. It wasn't really until I saw my husband um, actually riding on Zwift. You know, I I kind of of clicked in my head and I got it. Um, Now that I've started using it myself, I find myself trying to explain it to others and I tend to say something like it's a video game where you pedal a real bike and it pedals the virtual person pedals in the game and it can tell how fast you're going and you can ride with people all over the world and it's it's difficult to describe to people especially to non-cyclists because it's really something that's that's pretty new um, in terms of everything that it can do. Do you know what I, I've kind of tried to stop explaining it to non-Zwifters because uh, I've ended up, I think, getting a bit kind of evangelical about it. And, and, <laughs> and, and you tend to feel that you're almost recruiting for some kind of weird cult. That, that strange look comes into people's eyes and they start to, they start to give you a kind of, are you a normal person kind of look. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Though I have found that people, if people try it, if people get the chance to get on the bike, um, a lot of times suddenly they see what everybody is raving about. Seems kind of ridiculous, but I think once people try it, they understand um, what everybody is is so excited about. And I think in the Facebook group, too, we all can kind of encourage each other in that um, because we're all Zwift fans. So we get together and we talk about how great Zwift is. And um, that probably seems a little strange once it leaks out to other people. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now, another thing that um, that I took particular interest, given my um, my advanced years, is that um, there was a yet another Facebook group sprang up, uh, a Zwift related <laughs> Facebook group sprang up this week, which was an over fifties group, and it kind of rocketed to to like one hundred and twenty or one hundred and fifty members in 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 like yeah. in, in like minutes, and it got me thinking. I wonder what the average age of Zwifters is. Now that was something that surprised me because. I figured the intersection of um, people who would be out on the road cycling a lot and people who would be interested in online gaming, it would be a younger crowd. But um, I am noticing that there there do seem to be a lot of people um, who are older, who are, um, you know, coming in um, with their, you know, adult children and Zwifting together. And I think it's it's really interesting that there is this really diverse crowd but I think that it might be a little bit of an older crowd than than you'd assume just by describing what Zwift is. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's I think that's true. Now let's move on to um, another uh, thread that was that was active on on the Facebook groups, which was about inspirational Zwifters. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention one guy because because I'm familiar with what he did, and that's a guy called Tam Burns, um, who's an ex-serviceman in Scotland, and Tam devoted. Uh, probably hundreds of hours to organising the um, international events where I think there were something like 30 or 40 countries and 200, 280 riders, I think. And, you know, given that these this event management thing is not really supported by Zwift at the moment, he put so much time into doing that. And it was really great to see him recognised by 
this this thread which kind of seeks to just give a bit of kudos to uh, to inspirational Zwifters. You've got mm-hmm. a couple, couple of others. Yes, the, the thread also mentioned Doolin Washington. Um, she was actually one of the first people that I heard of before I even joined Zwift. Um, she's an uh, Army veteran. She's a cancer survivor. She's done, I've lost track of how many centuries she's done at this point. I don't know if she even knows. Um, and she's really stepped up and and been a leader in the community and been a real encouraging, welcoming um, sort of presence. And uh, I think that's important to help people feel included. Um, so I think that she's inspirational for what she's done to not only um, encourage people with her words, but basically to get out there and show people, yes, you you can do this too, you know. It's great to see, yeah. her, see her recognised. And then Scotty Vice, who I know a little bit from racing, well, I say, mm-hmm. I, I say I know him. He's usually an awful long way ahead of me. But um, he, he's another guy who probably from athletic achievements has, has been inspirational. Yeah, I think there are a few people on Zwift who are constantly seem to be pushing their own limits and challenging other people and, um, you know, to achieve maybe something they couldn't think they could do. Um, apparently, he was the first to do an Imperial Century ride on Zwift. Um, he recently broke um, a real-life Eversting record. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of people are sort of challenging themselves when he's on course to uh, to see if they can match him. And um, I think that would be uh, inspirational. It's inspirational to, inspirational to me, even though I know I'm not going to ever be at that level. I think it's good that, that this kind of recognition is extended to... Um to these inspirational Zwifters, don't you? I do. Elise Burchett. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, but she has been battling some health issues. When when she first joined Zwift, she wasn't sure um, she could even ride a lap of Watopia. Um, it was very difficult for her. Um, recently, she completed a 25-kilometer ride and is looking to keep increasing that, um, and she's gotten stronger and gotten more confident um, and I think is an inspiration for a lot of people who aren't Scotty Weiss and who, you know, are at a completely different level of ability, who are battling health issues of their own. Um, and they can see somebody um, like Elise or like any number of other people who have posted on the Facebook group and say, you know, this is something that is for me, too. And I can do this um, just like they can. So I, I think that, that all of these people are very inspirational in their own way. Yeah, and and actually, while you're talking about Elise, we, we should also mention the guy whose name now just escapes me. Actually, oh, I'm afraid was it um, um, Gandalf? Gandalf Sollenberger, I yeah. believe. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Now he offered to pay Elise's fees, didn't he? Yes, for a year. But he felt so strongly about helping her out and keeping her on Zwift um, that he decided to do that for her and make sure her first year was paid. Um, and that is definitely worth recognition. And I hope that there's going to be uh, avenues for people to do that in the future, because you don't want the price to be the reason that people can't enjoy Zwift. So um, I'm hoping that there will be other opportunities for the community to kind of step up and help people out. Yeah, no, that, that, that was very nice to see. It left a lot of people feeling kind of uh, warm inside, I think. Carissa, it's, uh, it's lovely to hear your voice rather than just um, just to see you on the Facebook groups. Thank you very mm-hmm. much indeed for, for discussing these, um, these areas of interest with me. And uh, I'll see you out on course. Okay, thank you for talking to me.
Another guy who's an inspirational figure is Zwift ambassador Ted King. So the Zwiftcast is honoured to be joined by pro cyclist Ted King. Ted won a whole load of respect as a pro rider for Cannondale Garmin when he completed a TT in the 2013 Tour de France with a separated shoulder. Um, only to be DQ'd by heartless commissaires. Um, Ted is now, amongst other things, an ambassador for Zwift. So welcome to the Zwiftcast, Ted King. Thank you very much. Appreciate you taking the time. Okay, Ted, I think uh, people will really want to know this. Would you describe your setup, your man cave setup to us? Paint as a picture. Ha, um, I laugh because I... I I travel a ton. Um, I mean, I think I'm traveling more as a retiree than I was as a pro cyclist. So I'm often um, going place to place, uh, house to house with a computer. Um, We'll have a a trainer set up on site. Neither it's going to be a smart trainer or, um, or just the power meter that I have on my bicycle. And then, you know, as little as a 13 inch computer screen. Um, Zwift has, uh, they've done a fantastic job when I was based back in Girona, Spain. Um, that was my HQ for, uh, the past four years. Um, I mean, they set up a huge TV, they put up, uh, you know, a great television fan and the perfect Zwift studio, so to speak. So given how transient I am still in this period, it's, it's incredibly beneficial to have, you know, the, the ease of use that Zwift has with, sure you know, the likes of our computer and dongle and power meter. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, and so, I mean, you're, you're still under contract as a pro cyclist, Ted. So are you still, are you still fit? Are you still competitive in fitness terms as a pro? Um, I'm, I would still consider myself quite fit. Um, I went into retirement basically with one rule, and I said I wasn't going to do any more intervals. Um, I still, <laughs> I, I love riding. You know, I love getting out on the bike. I love the camaraderie. Um, whether it's on the road or on a trainer, uh, the, the community at Zwift, um, you know, you see it online, you see, you know, Zwift riders forums here, there and everywhere. Um, that that's incredible. So I, I love riding my bike, whether it's indoors, outdoors. I want you to be truthful here, Ted. Mm-hmm. If you weren't an ambassador for Zwift, would you use it seriously? Yes. <laughs> Unequivocally. Yes. Um, I, I only work as an ambassador for products that I truly believe in. And so then, you know, it puts me in a funny spot to be like, I have to throw an asterisk into every conversation to say, you know, look, regardless of being an ambassador for this product, I, I, I love this product. Um, and I recognize that's what it means to be an ambassador. Um, but yeah, so to answer the question, no, I absolutely would use Zwift. I, I, I embrace, like I said, I embrace the community. Um, I love the fun it brings to indoor riding. I'm from New England, which has weather very similar to uh, ye old England. And yeah, there's plenty of plenty of times where I want to ride a bike and I'm stuck indoors. Now, listen, the, the, the community wanted me to ask you some questions. Here's a really good question from UK Zwifter Stephen Griffiths, who also happens to be a clubmate of mine. Um, do you think that pro riders are going to start using Zwift seriously to train? Honestly, the fun that's brought to Zwift is, is going to be a magnet. It's going to bring pros to... Uh, to the product, to the software. In a word, yes. Uh, and I mean, we are seeing some pros who seem to be using it spontaneously. I mean, the Yates boys from uh, from Green Edge have been spotted on Zwift, and as far as I know, they're not they're not ambassadors, and they're not paid to ride it, and they're not paid to promote it. But they seem to be using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, do, do, do you think that'll that'll continue? You you hit a hill on Zwift, and you know, naturally, there's there's a element of competitiveness that comes out. 
and you want to hit that hill. You want to ride it really hard. Um, and there's a there's definitely a time and place in a pro's repertoire of training for that kind of that kind of riding. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's I was riding just the other day. I saw I honestly don't even remember one of the eights boys. Um, yeah, had made it just it it's it's really fun for me to see the community on Zwift, but then especially see my comrades and soon to be ex pro comrades out there on it as well. Sure, sure. Now, here's a good point that's kind of related to this. And Tim Hagger from Haverford West Cycling Club here in the UK wants me to ask you this. Well, what do you say to riders who say that Zwift miles don't count and it's only road miles that make a difference? I see ire, I see animosity um, on a lot of the forums where people are saying this isn't real. And I think that it's at a very interesting tipping point. And I mean, ultimately, people will realize that this is a very real element of training. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, they're, they're, yeah, I absolutely consider them real. Yeah. <laughs> they are I'm, real miles. I mean, the, the people who tend to say they're not real miles, I, I often think of the people who've not actually tried it and not mopped up the pool of sweat after a hard hour on Zwift. I would, yeah, I would completely agree. Um, you could certainly lie about your weight. You could lie about your. You could you could tweak your power meter in some way. You could you know correct the offset or incorrect the offset so that your power meter is way through the roof but that honesty that you find in cycling i think defeats a purpose and that's that is the complete outlier it's the 99.9 percent of people who use zwift as it should be used that are that are finding the reality of it there is a temptation in zwift to hammer it the whole time because (laughs) whenever you go on there you can always find a bit of competition even if you're not entering the zwift races I mean, is that a kind of bad habit to maintain all the way through winter? Don't don't you need some off times, some time when you can just do a bit of zone two? Yes, absolutely, unequivocally, yes. Um, my rides will end up often being forums, um, and I'm very entertained when I read the comments afterwards. And um, I mean, I read every comment that I get. I engage with uh, the majority of comments that ask questions. Um, I don't think smashing for your hour, ninety minutes, two hours, whatever it is is going to make any sense um if you want to you know there's such a level of competitiveness in the sport of cycling and there's certainly a time and place for that but yeah i mean going easy on easy days going easy on the flats whatever it is um really mixing it up is what what honestly makes zwift fun and what makes the sport you know enjoyable for all um another member of the community mick chapel wants me to ask you whether you think there should be a long climb on zwift now you know by long i don't know what he means maybe 20 minutes or so (laughs) um sure you know i mean honestly i rode uh watopia backwards the other day granted it's not a 10 minute climb 20 minute climb but it was a solid six minutes um i think that is in the works i i am resting assured that there's a lot of variety in the works that sounds like uh, insider knowledge so we won't we won't press you any further on that i appreciate um, that honestly i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> now another member of the community and this is really interesting because we are starting to see a couple of juniors on zwift mm-hmm. and um david de rosier wants me to ask you what would be the top three pieces of, of advice if you were mentoring or coaching a junior rider that, that, that you could dish out? One, I say ride a lot, um, which I know is very generic and can be overused. Supplementing that, I say get a coach. Um, and the, I mean, your question's worded in a funny way. What would you do to coach a rider? I would say go get a coach. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, certainly there's a, 
there is a reason for that. You know, you don't want to burn out as a rider. You don't want to burn out physically. You don't want to burn out, burn out mentally. And a coach really can find that balance. Um, and third, absolutely have fun. Um, if you start it really young, you often have the, the, the tendency to burn out. So, um, yeah, I mean, just enjoy the ride. Mm. Enjoy what it means. Enjoy uh, the friendship, the camaraderie, and, yeah, have a good time. Sure. Now, um, whenever cyclists get together, it doesn't take too long before the uh, the subject of food arises. So, I've got a couple of uh, food questions for you, and this one, Surely. this one is, you know, a bit uh, a bit crazy. But you know, I've been asked to ask it, so I'm going to ask it. What's your on me. What's your favourite cheese, Ted? <laughs> um, oh, that's interesting. I went to school in Vermont, and they have a very fine cheddar. They do a nice sharp cheddar. Um, you know, I've had the blessing of traveling all over the world to primarily train and race. Um, you know, California has some great cheeses. France has great cheeses. Spain has fantastic cheeses. Italy, obviously, mighty fine cheeses. Um, man, favorite cheese? I'll go. I'll go my Italian cycling roots and say a nice Parmigiano. Um. Uh, Mick from the UK wants to know whether your maple syrup gels are going to be available in the UK anytime uh, soon. That is a fantastic question. <laughs> I untapped, thought you'd buy that one. Yeah, I appreciate that one. Oh, I was trying to figure out how to work untapped into uh, maple syrup into the cheese answer. Um, <laughs> untapped.cc. You can currently buy anywhere in the world. However, yep, you'll find our, our international shipping prices uh, difficult to swallow. However, it's still worth it. Um, Literally today, we are working with distributors. We're trying to figure out how to get it overseas at a considerably better price. Um, yes. Is the answer. Again, to mm. give a one-word answer, yes, we will be getting it overseas. Okay. All right, here's another question with a one-word answer. I know we don't use braking very much in, in Zwift, but Jeff Edwards wants to know uh, 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 the answer to this. Disc brakes for the pro peloton, yes or no? In a one-word answer, Yes. Yeah, well, just because of their efficiency, their efficiency, their their utility. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. What it takes to go down descent at 40, 50 miles an hour in the rain on an you know complete knife edge cliff that is terrifying. Um, you're surrounded by 190 of your best friends, and there is certainly an element of safety at stake. And you know the the counter answer to that is often well at that point if there isn't crash, you're gonna have a red hot disc rotor. Um, I think, I think at this point, if you're arbitrarily adding weight to a bike to make the UCI minimum, you can arbitrarily, not arbitrarily, you, you can very purposefully add something to to create a protection from that red hot rotor disc. Um, yes, I think technology yeah. calls for it, and it is only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, listen, it's been great talking to you, and I'm just going to ask you one final question, and I've kept the kind of controversial one for the last. Oh uh, given your your stake in in areas of disqualification, and um, <laughs> you know uh, there was an awful lot of uh, sympathy and support for you over that that terrible decision in in 2013. But 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 given your background there, um, do you think that people who cheat in Swift, and I'm talking about people who cheat deliberately, and they are very few in number, but they do exist, who cheat deliberately in Swift races, do you think they should be disqualified? Man, that is a tough question. Yeah, I think there should be some sort of repercussions, um, whether it's a brief suspension, whether it is a uh, 
whether that ride is purely flagged. I mean, you know, the advent of technology in the sport of cycling is very interesting. Um, how people want to cheat to boost their ego is, is you know, it's uh, comical a yeah. bit. Yeah, especially I mean, when it is completely like you're saying when it when it's when it is on purpose. Um, if it's an accident, say Levy, we let that slide. Um, and I think the community of, of Zwift understands that it's when it's a blatant, flagrant foul that's that's a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think you're absolutely right to, to use the word comical. It, it, it's just completely laughable that people could, mm-hmm. you know, could could be so stupid, really. But um, hey ho. Um, sure. It's been fantastic talking to you, Ted. And um, I know that loads and loads of people, myself included, really enjoy riding with you when uh, when when you're on Zwift. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you very much. See you on the island. Yep. Thanks, Simon. Pro rider Ted King looking forward to what sounds like a busy retirement from racing. I wonder what he'll think of our next feature. Ted's probably been on the end of some, how shall we call it, enthusiastic encouragement from his DS from time to time during his racing career. And any fan of bike racing will surely remember Mark Maddio's epic door-banging, lung-busting performance when he urged his rider Thibaut Pino to a win during the tour. But what about a Zwift virtual DS? Well, guess what? It's already happened. Welcome to the Zwift cast to Rick Woods, who's a Zwift rider, and David Lipscomb, who's his coach. Now, Rick and David worked out a really cute technical solution to uh, an idea that Rick, I think Rick had, we'll find out shortly, about how Rick was going to improve his performance in a race with some live coaching. Um, now, this took place on the Tuesday night ZTR early birds race, which I know is popular with uh, American riders and lots of European riders as well. So, uh, Rick, you're the rider. Um, just talk us through what the idea was and why you decided to pursue it. Well, I, I have to give the credit to Coach Dave here. Uh, we have a weekly meeting where we sit down and we talk about the previous week's training. And in that talk, David shared with me his idea of virtual coaching. Uh, he would uh, get online on Zwift, coach them on cadence, breathing, uh, all the things that we do as athletes to to perform a nice workout. Um, and that, that's happening live in Zwift. David, what, what a sweet idea. How did you come Thank up you. with it? When Rick and I spoke about how can we, you know, kind of implement a solution, to to get people to to kind of feel like they have somebody with them uh, in the virtual world. So I, I came up with this concept of, of of coaching people virtually, and and we tried it, and I think it was very successful. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Sure. No, it's 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 a really good idea. Technically, how do you achieve it? What 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 do what do you do, and what does your coach rider have to do? Um, it was either I could text them as he was riding but one of the things i think was very difficult to see as the rider is in you know kind of full swing is to actually see the the text that comes through through either their phone or or live stream yeah so what we did was really unique i said i'm going to call you i'm going to call you on the phone just make sure you have your earbuds in and i'm going to talk you through your race i'm going to tell you the things that are actually happening around you 
um, you know, whatever your cadence is, your breathing, and and the most important is to breathe and hydrate yourself. Um, it was the most, I think, it was really unique to be able to see him live and, and see what the pack was doing. I'm just going to stop you there just so mm-hmm. that people really understand this. So, sure. so mm-hmm. the idea of a, of a phone call is, is obviously really simple to understand. But what do you do? You, you, you click on the rider and watch that rider so you can see yeah. all his stats live. Absolutely, absolutely. And it was really unique to be able to see because I think there's like nine different views I could see of Rick while he was racing. And at the beginning of the race, what I, I had to do was actually take it from the helicopter view and actually see exactly where he was within the group. Because if I did it any other view, it would be like there's a whole bunch of riders in front of me. Yeah. So, so I could see from a top view where he was, and I should share with him, like, okay, Rick, you need to be here, you need to be there. So when the selection was being made, then I clicked to his view so I could see where he was at and whoever was in front of him or in back of him. Mm-hmm. God, a technology is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. It's oh, beautiful. It is. <laughs> yes. So, Rick, this this tactic of virtual coaching was deployed by you, as I say, in the in the Tuesday night race. Uh, how, how did it work for you? What was it? Incredibly motivational? Did it give you lots of tactical insight? I was very nervous, you know, thinking that I was going to have my coach looking over my shoulder, uh, watching everything I was doing. But once we got on the phone and started discussing, I mean, he even seen my heart rates were a little bit high. He was uh, he was calm. He was telling me to take deep breaths. He was uh, telling me a lot of things to do. Give me a couple of examples of, of where you thought you got a real advantage from this uh, really clever tactic. When we first got to Libby, this was on the Richmond course, and uh, usually the attacks are on Libby Hill. So when we got to Libby Hill, sometimes the the screen where you see all the riders you, a rider can get away from you and you not even know it because he's not even in the screen yeah so david was relaying to me is hey there's a guy off the front he's got 11 seconds on you you know uh pick up your tempo he was sharing those things with me so i sort of you know got an advantage there of being able to keep up with all the riders uh whereas if i didn't have him there you know i, I would not be able to keep up as well yeah, it's like, so, a set, like a second set of eyes. I mean, it's like having a, a team car with you. In a, in oh, a way. exactly. So, and then the uh, motivating factor, you know, you're on threshold, you're working your threshold or even VO2 max there. And it's, you know, a lot of times it's hard to think clearly, but with him talking as I'm working uh, and sharing these things with me uh, was, was just huge. You know, I, I can't say enough about it. You, you know, I think it, it just caused you, you to dig deeper and bring things out of your body that you know you would normally not be able to do if you didn't have someone talking to you. Yeah, I think I think that's that's undoubtedly true. Um, yes. What 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 impact do you feel it had on your performance in the race? Did you do better than you think you would have done if you didn't have the coach in your ear? Uh, positively, we were able to to win the race, uh, which I have not ever done before. Um, Another thing, you know, was someone. Oh, so you won up, it. You you won your category. Yes, I did. I won the A category. You won the A ride. Wow. Yes. That yes. I'm going. Um, one of the things that I share with others that not only was he motivating me to a higher level, but several times during the race when the pace dropped, and I got my heart rates back down into a comfortable zone, I was feeling sort of frisky, and at that point, you know, I was sort of trying to go to the front and maybe make these guys work a little harder. 
But Coach David, I guess working with me, he knows my heart zones and things, and he talked me through it. He said, Rick, don't do that. Slide back a little bit. Sit in here. Get all the recovery you can. you got Libby, Libby Hill coming up. So several times during the race, he talked me into recovery. And that I think that's very important, too, for a coach to be able to do that for yeah, you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, And that happened three or four times. I, I know he got me extra recovery. Unless he was not, if he wasn't there, I would not have had. Yeah, I can see how that would work because yes. I mean, I, you know, I race on on Zwift, and and the temptation when you're not quite sure what's going on is just to keep the pressure up continuously, uh, which is. which obviously costs you a lot of energy. It That's does. Right. That's right. You know, one of the things Simon I, I share with Rick was, Rick, don't be a hero here. It's not. It's, it's not time to be a hero here. And you know, one of the unique things that I did was. The, a couple of the riders that were in the breakaway with him, I clicked on all of their stats, and I'm like, okay, this guy's pushing bigger gears. He's going to get ready to attack. Rick, you need to be ready. And it, it, within seconds, it happened. <laughs> within yeah. seconds, it happened. So It did. Wow. Yeah, I, so. I mean, I, I have to say, I'm rather lost in admiration for this tactic. I think it's absolute genius. <laughs> <laughs> However, yeah. I, I, I'm going to ask the question that I'm sure. sure a lot of listeners might possibly be toying with, mm-hmm. which is, and I'm going to ask you first, David, is it mm-hmm. fair? Is it fair? Is it fair? <laughs> or, uh, does your rider have an unfair advantage, or are you just using all the tactics available to people racing in Zwift? Uh, well, that too. Yes, it is fair, and the way I see it is this: number one, my primary responsibility is my client. Okay, so 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 Rick is very very adamant about doing well on Swift and as a cyclist overall. So for me, it is fair for me to ensure that he's getting the best value of what he's he's capable of doing. Number two, it is also fair from my perspective that the tools that are available through Swift, everybody has an access to. Yeah. So so why not play in the same sandbox as everybody else would? Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I yeah. get that. But, but the flip side of that coin, of course, is you've just given away the secret. Yeah, it's okay. But you know what, though? Everybody has an opportunity to do exactly the same thing. However, I think I'd do it better. <laughs> I had to say it to me. Um, what, what, what about you, Rick? Did, 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 do you feel that you did have an unfair advantage over some of those other A-riders? I did have those thoughts that maybe, you know, I would be scolded a little bit because of the community in general has, you know, looked at unfair advantages in a different way uh, and made it vocal. But then I thought about it and I I knew it was, uh, I think it just opens up an opportunity for coaches in general to take this platform, not only in races, but also just in their general workouts during the week, take this platform and help their athletes and add value to their coaching service. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. It, I, I, I agree with that. I can absolutely see how, how this could work, you know, not only in a competitive situation. Just as a matter of interest, how what, what distance separates you two guys? Are you a long way apart? <laughs> uh, about 600 miles. Wow, that really is coaching yeah. by remote control, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, one of the things about Swift is 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 the high degree of realism. So, so mm-hmm. you know, why should we not exploit that to improve the the coach athlete relationship? Did you get excited, David, as Rick was progressing through the Swift race? Oh my gosh, yes! It really felt like I was in a team car. It was amazing because I it was it was like I was right there with them. I was I was pedal stroke for pedal stroke with him. 
I couldn't see his face, but I could see his effort. And he was digging so hard to 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 stay away, and he, and he and he and it was like, okay, we got this, we got this. If I had a whistle, I would have whistled, but you know, it was something else. <laughs> and but what about you, Rick? I mean, you you often see pro riders kind of tear their earpieces out when they get fed up of hearing the DS in their ear. Did 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 you ever get tempted? Uh, no, I did not get tempted. But uh, David will back me up on this. He did ask me to try to do one move. Or make a move on the guys one time, and I was at my limit. And I said, he asked me twice to do it. And I said, David, I can't. I said, I can't. I said, I'm at the crack point. I can't. So listen, are you two guys going to do this again? Certainly. If David Absolutely. will help me, I will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, brilliant. I, I just think it's such a clever idea, and uh, it's been really entertaining to talk to you both about it. David, uh, I, I shouldn't uh, let you go without giving you an opportunity to say um, say the name of your coaching company. Who, sure. uh, who are you? Uh, CIS uh, Training System Cycling Program, based out of New York City. I'll just finish by saying to uh, the rest of the riders in the uh, ZTR races, don't watch out for Rick. Watch out for Rick and David. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. That's right. Still to come on the Zwiftcast, a chance to win some Wahoo goodies. And we'll check in with a Zwifter who started the 12 week FTP Builder program to see how he's getting on. Now, excuse the trumpet blowing, but this next feature really is well worth listening to, because this fella is some guy. Ray Brown is training for the race across America, and he's been banging in some enormous rides on Zwift as part of that. One of his biggest came on the day of the World Bicycle Relief Rides. Ray, how long was that ride? Just remind us. Um, yeah, I think it was around 33 hours. I think the first time I got off the bike was maybe around 20 or 21 hours into it. Wow. And what was your mileage total in 33 hours? You know, I, I, I think around 536. 530 miles is just an enormous ride on an indoor trainer. I mean, we know you, you, you're doing this for a reason, and we'll, we'll get into that shortly. But, I mean, you've clocked up some other huge rides, haven't you? Give us a, another couple of examples of, of long stints you've done. Um, I, I did one the week before of like 355 miles. I, I didn't, I didn't really quite honestly know that it was the record at the time. I just, I just love getting on the bike and, and riding, you know, I just thought, well, I'll, I'll give this a shot and see how it is. And I just absolutely fell in love with Swift. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it is just fantastic to be able to ride and, and, and really feel like you're riding with somebody else. So it makes the time just fly by. And to me, that, that amount of time on a bike is really, it's, it's not that big a deal. I think there's a few people in the Zwift community who might just politely disagree with that, Ray. <laughs> um, now, you're doing this for, for a reason, uh, which is that you're training for probably the hardest cycling event in the known universe, which is the Ride Across America. Just, just tell us a little bit about that event for people who don't know about it and, and what your motivation and inspiration is to, um, to go for that. Oh, a absolutely. It's um, it, it starts in Oceanside, California, pretty much goes through the belt, if you will, of of the U.S. And it finishes in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, it's like three thousand five miles. You have 12 days to complete it. So if you 
make it, um, you, you darn near got to average about 250 miles a day. Um, some people look at the times and say, it's not that big a deal. About 50% of the soloists who start fail. Um, I've read some crazy kind of factoid that there are more astronauts in the world than there are finishers, uh, Ram solo finishers. Uh, and this is going to be the 35th year for the race. Last three years, um, I've probably averaged about 16,000 miles a year. I'll probably get about 22,000, 23,000 this year and well over a million feet of climbing. And I, I still am not confident whether I can complete it or not. Wow. That's just how difficult it is. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard it is just about the most difficult thing that, that you can do. Ray, what, what, what age are you? And what, I mean, clearly you're a very fit guy. Do you have a, an endurance athlete background? Yeah, I'm an old man. I'm uh, 58 years old. Um, I, uh, I had a pretty strong endurance background. I, I, I've run about 20 marathons. I got into Ironman. Um, I, I did nine Ironmans. I, I, I always loved the bike to begin with. And I, I tried a 200-mile endurance race uh, first off, and I took third overall. And it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, an old man has a chance in this um, because the youngsters don't have time to train like I do because um, it's it's just so demanding the time uh, to, to get prepared for one of these. And so it's mostly an older crowd um, that is in it. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what uh, is, it, is there a particular inspiration or a particular cause for, for the Race Across America that, you're, um, that, 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 that fires you up and keeps you going, Ray? Yeah, uh, yeah. I have to stop a minute. Um, uh, can't believe I'm doing this. Take it easy, Ray. You you, yeah, you don't you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, my my wife, ironically, uh, in October, uh, which is Breast Cancer Month, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And. Um, so I had planned on doing the race, but, you know, it's just absolutely refocused me where um, I hooked up with the Breast Cancer uh, Research Foundation. And my goal is to really raise breast cancer awareness um, on behalf of Tammy, my wife, that um, she's, she's had the surgery and everything. And it's looking like she'll be fine. But there's always this five year window afterwards that's uh you know, a little tense because you don't know whether the cancer is gone or not or it can rear its head back up. So um, my goal is I, I just want everybody to, to be out there and aware of how deadly this freaking disease can be. Um, you know, um, it, it's just frightening that one out of eight women will get it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's just unbelievable that there can be such a killer out there that there's really other than trying to do the, the the constant mammogram test and stuff it, it's there's not a whole lot you can do there's no reason for why someone will get it versus someone else yeah yeah um and so i am i am just locked and loaded um you know i'm i'm actually uh, breast cancer research is uh, is going to be who it's for yeah. well that that's a terrific cause right and and let me just say that uh uh, I and the entire Zwift community um, wish you and your wife well. And um, I think I, I think uh, to be able to hear 
how much you've been affected by this and 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 how much kind of goodness there is behind your incredible events is uh, is very moving and I, i'm sure that an awful lot of people will support you no it's it's been fantastic uh you know i have my my uh my name on my rides is uh ram for bcrf it's amazing during, during the ride uh, over the weekend i i had like over i think it was, think it was close to 700 ride-ons i mean it was like i, I my my jersey pockets look like i had a flak jacket on or something yeah well you're becoming something of a legendary on swift you know you know, I'm just uh, I'm just fascinated by it. I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, if if I could say one more thing uh, about the, the 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 breast cancer drive, Simon, I've been very fortunate. Um, there's a, a fantastic uh, a worldwide importer into the U.S. Uh, for Pinarello bikes and Gita Sporting Goods, courtesy of a wonderful guy there by the name of Nelson Frazier. Um, they've agreed to, to sponsor me along with Pinarello. Um, so that is that is just huge. You know, they're going to do wraps for both my RV as well as my follow vehicle, um, because typically you will have seven to eight people just tethered to you with a van as you go across America. Um, and, and so it's, uh, you know, really awesome for some of these people that I've been close with. But to, to just go to them and say, would you please help me with this? Everybody has just been like, we'll do whatever we have to do, Ray. Um, we'd love to be involved with that. It's so it's so cool. I'm sure that as, as you do your training rides on, on Zwift, people will uh, will support you even more having heard your story. But just getting back to these, these really long rides on Zwift, uh, talking to you, Ray, I, it almost makes my next question redundant, which was kind of how do you get through them? And... I think, you know, it's fairly obvious where the inspiration to complete these enormous indoor training rides comes from. But just on a physical level, you know, how how do you keep your focus for that length of time? Yeah, you know, I've, I've done it outside as well as inside. Um, a lot of people will ridicule me. They, they tease me all the time on Strava. I've got a local area here called the Drag Strip. It's a two and a half mile road. I've done 250 miles on it. So it's two and a half out, two and a half back in. And, you know, not I've done countless centuries on it, and I, I probably rode 250 on it three or four times. I never, if you look at what's in front of you in total, it appears daunting. But if you, if you just nibble at it and say, okay, how do I want to ride, say, the first 15% of this? Um, you know, I want to go at a very easy, um, almost a recovery type pace. And then... You know, start to kick it in um, to where I'm getting at that 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 base level that I'd like to hold for the entire ride. I'm a data junkie, so I am constantly looking at power numbers, heart rate numbers. Um, the big thing for any of this ultra stuff is is fueling. So I'm constantly tracking about you know 450 calories an hour. Um, the whole race on over the weekend, I sat there with an Excel spreadsheet right next to my bike constantly doing every one of the laps like all 94 laps i was loading in all this data and what what were you eating ray what what what, what form did the calories take you, you know i i typically will um there's a uh a, a melodextrin mix that's available here in the u.s i'm not sure if it's in europe but it's called carbo pro and it's just pure pure melodextrin much like you do for brewers yeast or for making beer um but i i put uh, about 300 calories of that in a mix with gatorade 
Um, uh. So I get about 450 calories out of that. And then I drink about uh, probably 24 ounces of water an hour. And then as the as the rides go along, you know, you start to just overdose on, on the Gatorade and melodextrin. And so I'll try to eat like uh, maybe turkey wraps. Uh, you know, uh, I'm infamous for eating McDonald's cheeseburgers while I'm doing the ride. Um, you, you know, it's like you, your body cannot consume fast enough the calories that you're expending. I use these rides, uh, although they're on a trainer and on Zwift, I, I use them no different. I, I absolutely simulate what I would do in a race or outside. Sure. I mean, it makes a nonsense of, of these people who say that indoor riding is not real riding. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course. But um, you, you look at uh, oh, an Ironman world champion and Andy Potts, he does 90 percent of his riding on a trainer. Yeah. Uh, you know, because of time with his family commitments and everything else, he doesn't have time to go outside. Um you know, for me, it's like I get such a better, more effective workout on the trainer from uh, 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 any kind of strength building standpoint. You can't beat it because it's it's a controlled environment. Everything's the same. You don't have to worry about if you're doing an FTP interval. You don't have to worry about hitting a stoplight. You don't have to worry about it being windy. So it's in your favor that day. Everything each day is consistent. You know, you, you, it's a perfect lab setup to tell if you're really improving or not. Now, Ray, I mean, you sound to me as though you're a pretty fit guy, but you you talk about improvements. I mean, are, are you really looking for improvements in fitness or are you just looking to get used to that kind of relentless day after day crazy mileage? You know, I, I just absolutely failed to, I, I, I just deny myself that, Age is a limiter, um, you know, and you've got to you got to toss in the towel because of your age. I've I've done things that I'm doing now that I never did when I was in my 30s, um, and I'm hands down I'm blessed because I'm retired, so I can I can pound the time into this um, where maybe I couldn't or others aren't as fortunate. And let me tell you, I wake up every day thinking God that I have the time to do it, but um, no, I I want to get better. I my first goal would be overall to do ram and successfully complete it but i i you know icing on the cake would be to do it fast do you know what ray i i'm not feeling that you're gonna fail on the race cross america <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think it's more, I hope you're more, right, more a question of where you're gonna place what i've been doing is just pushing myself further and further to see where that breaking point is so i can find it and then you know try to achieve um, success over that uh, and, and not fear it. The, the wonderful thing about all these training rides that, that Zwift provides is, this sounds really sick, but um, I want to go in that dark hole. I, I want to find that pain. I want to I see it. I want to embrace it. And, and I want to live it and just fight it. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and so yeah. the sooner I can go into that, it's, it's, it's almost like bring it on because yeah, I'm going to yeah. get through you and then I'll be okay. And that's normally what happens through these. You know, you go into these just absolute ditches and funks, and and it's so easy for your mind to win out and say, quit, quit, quit. And the other side is saying, come on, just deal with it, just deal with it. And that's that's how I try to be. I, I, I won't let it defeat me. And, and you know, you, you've got to be, I think, 
you've got to be more strong mentally than you do physically to, to complete one of these. Ray, what, it, what, what would be your longest planned ride on Zwift, which I'm sure people will, will want to look out for? Well, you know, I'm, I've been saving this, Simon, but since you were so awesome to, to, uh, to ask me to talk to you, um, which I'm, I'm so appreciative of, I want to do a virtual RAM. Um, what my goal is, um, is probably right after the first of the year, maybe kicking it off on, on New Year's Day, I want to do 3,000 miles in 12 days. Wow. God, that would be some event, Ray. That, uh, yeah. You, uh, yeah. You would have people tuning in to, yeah. to watch you do that on Zwift. Yeah, that's that's you know I'd, I'd I'd love for him to you know come ride with me although that's not legal during the race but you know just to have a part of the the the, the Zwift community be with me um, you know I it, it would be awesome to have the twelve days is a long time I know man, people will get bored with it but um, you know it, it would be awesome my goal would be to do like two hundred fifty miles every day for the twelve days or if I'm feeling better try and compress it. But it's that's hard. I mean, it's a. I've tried I've tried a couple days of two hundreds, and it's a. You know, if you've ridden on a trainer for any length of time, Simon, it's a, you know the 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 trainer's not giving like the bike is yeah. when you're outside. Yeah, yeah so, you're locked in. Exactly, and it it really really takes a lot out of you. It's almost going back to what we were talking about before. The, the, I think the workout effort is so much harder on a trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Ray, it has been. I was looking forward to talking to you, but uh, it, you have uh, you have kind of exceeded my expectations by some way. It's been absolutely fascinating uh, learning, of, firstly about the inspiration for your incredible rides, but also just that uh, brilliant level of detail and uh, understanding that I'm, I'm sure you've brought to anybody who's been on a bike. Uh, and knowing what the kind of mental battle of of of, of getting through events is like, um, I, I can only say, you know, good luck, Ray. We'll be watching you. I'm sure you've got the most amazing levels of support in the Swift community, and I think when people hear this, the levels of support will be even higher. Uh, you know, ride on, Ray. Thank you. I I really appreciate it, and it, it's remarkable just for my three weeks that I've been on Swift, just to hear people personally message me and say how they they admire the the effort and how they've been hit with the same type of thing from a family member or loved one, and so they they all really get it. You know what we're trying to do. Unsurprisingly, Ray rides a smart trainer, and it's easy perhaps for Zwifters to forget that smart trainers are a relatively new thing. Wahoo's kicker revolutionised the whole area of indoor training, so I thought it might be good to get Wahoo on the line and see if the Zwiftcast could tease out any interesting developments they may have in the pipeline. I started by asking Kevin Abt, the company's international sales and marketing director, if rumours of a new entry-level trainer from Wahoo are accurate. Without a doubt, I would say, you know, when you look at um, what we offer um, and we look, you look at some of the competition and what they have in their portfolio, there's always opportunities to, to grow. And the opportunity to create that good, better, best strategy is something that a, a lot of companies have done historically. Um, when it comes to finding new price points and, and new ways to to get customers at all different um, levels of interest um, excited about your brand, and you know, whenever it comes to 
expanding a product and creating something new from Wahoo, regardless if it's a trainer or a new um, heart rate sensor or, or a new bike computer. It's all about having the Wahoo experience um, finally curated and, and taking the time to, to put something together that is, is true to the Wahoo brand. So these kind of products in general take a long time to, to put together. Um, I think we were working on the kicker for about a year and a half. Um, and, and the snap was also, you know, an 18 month project. So we, we take our time. <laughs> I can't, I can't go into any more detail, but I would say without a doubt, um, we're looking into opportunities to expand the, the trainer product line. My interpretation of that is that we will see an entry level smart trainer from Wahoo, perhaps in time for the 2016 indoor season in the Northern hemisphere. Next, I asked Kevin whether they're working on a kicker too. You know, again, this is another one I can't confirm or, or deny our constant focus to innovate and create new products, especially at the high end. I mean, we are a, we're a premium brand. We, we pioneered smart training. So without a doubt, um, Wahoo's committed to this category and um, we're not going to be a company that you know, sits on our, our laurels for, for X number of years, um, just hoping that uh, we can continue to monetize one, one product. Um, this space is getting more competitive and we need to continue to innovate and, and we're dedicated to do that. Now, that definitely sounds like a yes to me. The Snap, Kicker's cousin, caught a bit of flack when it launched because the price differential between it and the Kicker wasn't a big one. Did Wahoo get that pricing wrong? I asked Kevin. So um, I'm glad you brought that up and we've responded, um, I think, quite well. So it was about a week ago that we made a global price adjustment uh, on the Snap uh, to create more separation between the, the kicker and the snap. So the, the snap is now priced at uh, 699 uh, <laughs> US dollar, 699 euro, and 499 UK pound. So we made that appropriate adjustment that does create more separation, as you said, between the kicker uh, at the high end and, and the snap, which is our, um, we'll call it that, our, our mid range uh, smart trainer. And the, uh, the feedback's been extremely positive, and we're happy to make. Um, quick decisions that make sense, not just for our brand, but, but also for our, for our customers. I'm planning to dig much deeper on this next subject in the next episode of the Zwiftcast, but I wanted to ask Wahoo how they reacted to what some are calling a kicker killer. The Neo, the new, very high-end and very high-priced smart trainer from Tax, has the kicker finally got a really serious competitor? Well, we love, a, we love a challenge, and, and Tax is a world-class company. Um, and when they came out with the Neo, uh, that was, uh, it was a smart move, obviously, on their part. But that's also exciting for us because, you know, we, as, as I mentioned before, with us pioneering smart trainers, it's, um, it's good to see other folks coming to the table with, with ideas and, and seeing what their approach is to creating high-end, smart, direct-drive trainers. Um, from what we're seeing, the kicker uh, is still the top-selling high-end indoor bike trainer in the world uh, by far. Um, we've spent the last um, two years fine-tuning our production process. So um, I think some companies, when they launch new products, will have issues with uh, keeping the product in stock or they'll have quality issues on the first couple of production runs. You know, we've been, we've been cranking this out for the last um, two solid years and, and we've had plenty of stock and we've had um, no delays. So it's all about getting that product into the, into the customer's hands, um, which we've been able to do. We're, uh, we feel that we're, we're still in a very good spot um, and we welcome the competition. It's, it's, good for the, it's good for the market. 
I'm hoping to do a head-to-head comparison between the Kicker and the Neo in the next episode of the Zwiftcast, including an all-important look at their respective sound levels and build quality. Now, I couldn't let Kevin go without getting him to explain erg mode. Lots of people, especially those new to Zwift, struggle a little to understand exactly what is erg mode and why it's useful. So I asked Kevin to give us a clear explanation. Yeah, let me give this one a shot. It's, it's a good question. Um, so erg mode allows you to set your desired power and watch, um, watch as the, the kicker will adjust the resistance to keep you, as we say, keep you honest during your training. So what I mean by that is, let's say you want to train at 300 watts. You can dial that in. And if your cadence drops, the kicker will increase the resistance to maintain that constant power, art, excuse me, power output, regardless of your speed. Um, so therefore, this is the ulti- we view this as the ultimate way of, of training with power. Um, you figure out what you want to hit, and our smart trainer will automatically adjust the resistance to make sure that you are always at that specific power output. Wahoo are kindly offering a couple of freebies to Zwiftcast listeners. Here's how to get a chance to win either a Ticker HR Monitor chest strap or a Kicker training mat. Head to podbean.com, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, and search for the Zwiftcast. Use the button on there to follow me and wait and see if you've won. It really is that simple. I'll pick two winners at random from the list of followers to the Zwiftcast, and Wahoo will send out your goodies. Now, one of the most popular features on Zwift is the Workout Ride, and it will probably get even more popular with the newly launched Workout Creator. But a lot of people like to follow a program, and the 12-week FTP builder can be a good choice. I checked in with a rider partway through it. Welcome to the Zwiftcast to Michael Giudicissi. Michael, it'd be great to get an impression of, of, of where you're starting from. So could you just give us an impression of your fitness before you started the plan? I've been riding pretty consistently for the last 12 to 15 years, mostly in triathlon. And generally, I, I keep a, a fairly good level of fitness even in the off-season, and, and we're in our off-season now. I would say my fitness level coming into the FTP Builder program was probably below where it normally would be at this time of year. Sure, but you're still basically a pretty fit guy. Do do you know what your FTP was before you started the program? I was racing in the high 240s, about 250 for an FTP. But when I tested out prior to starting the program, I tested out at 222, which was uh, not a a very kind shock to me. Okay. And what weight are you, Michael? Uh, just about 80 kilos, maybe just a bit less right now. Yeah, so you are just under three watts per kilo. Uh, that's where I started, yes. Yeah, that was yeah. that initial, uh, initial test. Okay, well, that, that's a very good impression, I think, for people to understand where, where you were when you began. How many weeks in are you? Well, uh, I've completed three weeks of the uh, builder program, but technically this would be the end of my fourth week. I have to confess, I've had so much fun meeting other Zwifters and doing some of the open rides that I decided that I would uh, postpone week four for a week while I've just been riding almost every day and <laughs> having <laughs> having fun with a bunch of other people that are that are on the program. What's your impression of the first three weeks? Uh, it's been great. It's actually been uh, a little bit lighter workload than I anticipated. And so initially I bumped my threshold to 235 watts 
which made it um, which made it a lot better and 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 put me right in the zone where I was supposed to be. Uh, the workouts are fair. That's the best thing I can say. Um, they're not designed to just totally throttle you, but they do give you a good workout. They keep you uh, right in the the zones where. Uh, where you would want to be and very closely mirror the compu trainer sessions that I've done in the past while looking to build my power. Um, a lot of people have said they've found the first few weeks kind of surprisingly easy. Do, do, but do you do you expect the, the following weeks to get tougher? I do. I do. And uh, the, uh, you know, the longer duration you do at those really high spikes well above your threshold are the uh, are the ones that I expect to get longer. Right. So 10 or 15 seconds at 350 or 380 watts that's not much of a problem but when those start to stretch out and the rest period between them uh, become shorter and shorter those will definitely be more challenging and of course when you ride at that you know very near threshold for those blocks of 10 or 15 or 20 minutes that's where all the gains are made but that's also where all the pain is made too is, is your knowledge of sports science you know relatively good well i've done a bit of coaching uh for some athletes in the past uh, i've had a good cycling coach for uh, the last couple of years that owns a studio uh a compu trainer studio so i've had some experience with that uh, the challenge for me has been uh, where i live the studio is all the way across town and uh, I don't I don't often get the chance. I certainly couldn't drive four or five times a week over there, work out and come back. And so Zwift has been uh, a real blessing with the kicker trainer to be able to do similar type of workouts by just walking downstairs and getting on the bike. That's absolutely true, isn't it? It, 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 it really cuts down the number of excuses you have to do your workout. <laughs> it sure does. You can find more if you want, but but Zwift won't be one of them. <laughs> um. Do you find it motivational, the idea of being on a program and knowing what your next workout is going to be and, and having a, a target to aim for? I do. And aside from that, uh, the, the downside for me of using the CompuTrainer in the past, even with other people in the studio, is that what you're looking at is essentially a line on a screen and an arrow that shows you where you are. And even while in workout mode, with Swift, you see other riders, you can communicate with other riders if you choose to do so. There's a motivational component that keeps you going. It's not quite like riding in real life with a group, but it's it's very close and it's also very, very controlled. Yeah. So I do enjoy having the program available. It's right there when you need it. Your coach is waiting for you as soon as you flip on your laptop. And uh, it's been great for me. Yeah. Michael, just reassure that. I mean, I agree with all of that, but just reassure the listeners that you're not being paid by Zwift. <laughs> no, no, I'm not at all. I, uh, I'm paying Zwift, actually, just like <laughs> everybody else's to use the software. What kind of gain are you realistically hoping to achieve at the end of the 12 weeks? Uh, my hope is to race uh, next cycling season uh, somewhere around 75 kilos and to uh, boost my FTP into the 250 to 260 range, um, which would be a, a bit of an improvement from this season uh, and also a bit lighter body weight. And that would really put me a little bit more in contention with where I want to be. Um, I did go off the program just a bit and ran an FTP test out of curiosity uh, this past weekend and tested out at 236 watts. And so, uh, so there, there have been some early gains uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's always encouraging to see that. I, I think the hard thing about 
building FTP is the early gains are sort of the low-hanging fruit and they, yes. can, they can be the easiest ones to achieve. It's those squeezing out those extra 10, 15, 20 watts towards, as the workload gets greater, I think that's harder, isn't it? It is. And the one thing I would say is the only FTP tests I've done in the past have been the two by eight minute variety. And I see a lot of folks on Zwift that might use some other software that, that allow that uh, allows for that. Zwift does not have that. It's a 20 minute FTP test, which I think is uh, a lot more telling. And it's also a lot more fair. I think I could probably fake my way through a better two by eight minute test today but it's hard to fake 20 minutes at that high of an effort. I agree. And the 20-minute test, apart from anything else, is mentally tougher. It is, without a doubt. That clock ticking down, especially when you've done the two-by-eight-minute before, because you see eight minutes pass and you think, gosh, I'd be done now. I'd be able to breathe, and yet I've got 150% of that time left to go. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Um, Michael, have you got any tips or advice for anybody who's not yet started the programme? Yeah, I would uh, I would jump in and do one of the initial workouts. Obviously, the first thing would be, uh, and actually, I'm not quite sure if you don't do an FTP test, if it will assign you one after the first workout. But uh, I would go ahead and do the do, do the FTP test, and then go ahead and do a workout and see what the uh, what the workload will be like. As you mentioned earlier, I think during those first few weeks, it'll be very manageable. So you'll certainly feel like you're working, uh, but. I think you'll also it'll ease you into you know what could be a, a really substantial gain in power you know for whatever your upcoming events are. Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, good piece of advice. Absolutely fantastic to talk to you. I might try and catch up with you at the end of the twelve week program as well, and just see um, see where your numbers are. I'd love that. That'd be great. And thank you for having me, Simon. My impression is that more and more Zwifters are riding in workout mode and that trend will probably continue and maybe even grow now that we have a workout creator. I got a few early impressions of the new tool from Shane Miller. It's a challenging task for them to actually make an editor for something that can be really, really complex. Um, so I thought I'm going to give this a run for its money straight away. I'll put in my what I call my bread and butter time trial workouts, which is five by five minutes, and see how fast I can actually create it. It took me about a minute to create the workout and save. It was that easy. Um, really, really impressed. This is their first go at it. So it's still the workout module is still in beta. It has a little word beta up there. Um, but this is their first go at it. Two thumbs up from me so far. I took it one step further as well. I had a look at the file itself that it creates, and it's a basic text file. So it's not a, not a closed system, it's an open system. You can go in there, and if you want to duplicate or go get really, really creative, you can do it with a text editor. And I'm sure um, somebody with a lot of time in their hands and a lot of smarts behind them will actually come up with a third-party work editor in the near future. I'm sure that's going to happen too. Sure. Um, and Zwift are going to make it shareable, but it wasn't immediately obvious to me how you share a workout from, from the get-go. Yeah, look, at the moment, it saves itself into your own computer. So only if you create a workout, you're the only person who has access to that workout. Um, it's, again, behind the scenes, it'll be quite difficult to have an upload service and a, a, a verification service to make sure it's an okay workout. It'll be quite difficult to add that in straight away. So it's it's local to your machine. It saves in documents Zwift workouts in that folder. Um, and they'll just be single files there with a dot 
ZWO extension. Um, and to share those, you can simply use something like Facebook just to share the file. They're, they're very, very small files. They're text files. Or you can email them to your friends. Or if you're in a group, just email them out to everyone. You can just drag and drop them from your email client into that directory. And then when you start Zwift, there it is. One yep. final thing, Shane. Um, I was imagining that the boss of Trainer Road probably wasn't enjoying his breakfast too much this morning. <laughs> uh, look, I think there's there is a lot of competition happening between, um, I guess, Swift and the Sufferfest and Trainer Road and KinoMap. They're all sort of in the same space. Um, but somebody said to me a couple of weeks ago regarding a different product that uh, a rising tide lifts all ships. So I think if this will introduce more people to workouts, and this will be for some people, it won't be for others. But it'll, as long as people are on board, they're on their bikes, training, working out, it's going to be a better thing across the board. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see. Um, I see competition is a healthy thing as well. It'll yeah. keep everyone really honest, and uh, it'd be great to see. Um, I guess t- what two competing or three competing companies can do with each other. At the end of the day, as as users of this thing, we, we get a better product. Whichever, yeah. whichever way we turn. Yeah, we're the ones that, that benefit, which uh, which, yeah. is, which is great news. Shane, fantastic to talk to you. Uh, I've been enjoying your, uh, kind of enjoying your pictures of the wonderful <laughs> weather in Perth, Australia. Uh, Australian hope, summer. We love it. <laughs> I hope you continue uh, to enjoy riding under those lovely blue skies. Great to talk to you. No worries. Thanks for having me on again, Simon. That's just about it from episode two of the Zwiftcast. A quick reminder, if you want to enter the competition to win a Wahoo ticker or a Wahoo training mat, head to podbean.com, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, and follow the Zwiftcast. I'll pick two names at random on January the 1st from the list of followers. If you're already a follower, you will be entered. That's it then. Thanks for listening. See you next time.